You are listening to a recording from saleschatshow.com. To stream or download a huge number of other informative recordings that will power your sales success, please visit www.saleschatshow.com. Really hope you enjoy this session. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Simon Hazeldean, Graham Jones, and Phil Jessen. We're back together for saleschatshow.com. Now, I turned on my laptop this morning and I had a lot of email. So I thought I would talk to my esteemed colleague, internet psychologist Graham Jones, and uh, also Mr. Jessen here, and get the view on selling by email. Surely a total, complete, and utter waste of time based on the amount of spam nonsense I get in my email. I have even I get you've got right. some work to do. Yeah, yeah. come on, Mr. Jones. <laughs> come, come on. How many emails do you get today? Get out. I, I, uh, 45, 50. Yeah. 45 or 50? Maybe. You are lucky. Maybe a few more than that. Yeah. Yeah. The average number of emails currently is 300 per person per day. Whoa. That's the average. Okay. So you, at the lower end, uh, somebody else is compensating for you more. Well, Simon was able to getting about 500 to get to the average of 300. The problem is a year ago, the average was 200. And so we've had a 50% increase in email in a year. Okay. So massive rise in email. And it's getting worse day by day, week by week. We're getting more and more and more emails. Thank goodness for the delete button. And spam filters and filters and yeah. all of those kind of things. So yes, we manage our email. You may well have you know very high spam settings which allow you to filter down to, to 45. But actually most people will be getting you know, their spam and filters are only getting rid of hundred of the two hundred. Uh, of the three hundred, sorry. So they they've still got two hundred to, to wade through each day. Email itself the average office worker is now spending three hours a day just dealing with email. And so and that's getting worse as well, because a year ago it was two hours a day. So we're spending more time on email, we're getting more email. Everywhere you go, people are frustrated by email. So you would think, logically, that we'd all be going, I can't be fact to deal with this anymore and I won't buy anything by email. The problem is that that's not true. That the more email we get, the more we are responding to emails to buy things. So Assuming you open them in the first place. Well, you have to open them to buy something. So people clearly aren't opening emails that are to do with selling things. And so it's counterintuitive. You might think, that because everybody's been swamped by email, it would be ridiculous to try and sell stuff by email. So it's, it's changing the way that we behave. Yeah. So what's happening is, Sally, do you remember life before the internet, either of you? Do you, do you remember life? No, I'm not no, old enough. Not old enough. No, not old enough. Before the internet. But before the internet, you only had a couple of ways of communicating with people. You could communicate with them face to face, in person, yeah. on the phone, so you could voice. Or print. You could write to them. You could. There were fax machines. Remember those kind of things? I'm not going to admit to that. You could stuff in print. And that was it. And then along came email. And along came text messaging. And then along came Snapchat. And along came 
WhatsApp and along came all kinds of other methods of communication. So what's happening now is that in the past, the phone would be everything. It would be family, it would be friends, it would be businesses, it would be you know the local butcher saying your order's ready, it would be everything. And now what's happening is we are compartmentalizing communication. So what we're doing is we're saying text messaging is in your mind, my mind, it might be for family. Uh, it might be that we say Facebook is for friends. We message friends on Facebook. We use Snapchat to talk to people in the local area. And so what we're doing is we're compartmentalizing because as human beings, our brain wants to categorize things. We have this real drive to categorize things. So what we're doing is we're saying we've got all these available methods of communication and we're categorizing each method of communication into one particular thing because that makes it easy on our brains. Guess what we are categorizing email for? We're categorizing it for business messages. So our brains are going, this is where business messages are. So this is where we get our business messages from. So as our brain says, this is all about business messages, the more businesses messages through it, through that, the more our brain sees that message as appropriate, and the more likely we are to respond. So consequently, email marketing is getting more and more out of email than it might seem obvious to do, because our brains are going, that's where we expect that message to be. So that is fascinating. So that actually says, counterintuitively, email is a good selling medium and sales professionals should be making more of it. Absolutely. The other thing is that if you compare campaigns, if you did, say, a web-only campaign, yeah. and you did a, an email-only campaign, Companies who've done that, who've you know, set up an online campaign and, and used pay-per-click or whatever to drive people to their website, mm -hmm. or they've done the same thing but solely through email, the um, value of sales is five times greater by email than it is by the web. Oh, okay. So okay. you sell not only do you sell more, but you make more money out of it. And if you were uh, attempting to sell via email, Graham, would you have the sales document as it were visible or would you put an attachment on it or a link on it? What is there any proven statistics on how to do the selling on it? No, you'd have to split test that. So I would do some emails with the document, you know, it's a nice pretty email. I'd do some with an attachment and I'd see where I've got the most sales from. So I'd split test it because that's going to be different in different marketplaces. Different marketplaces are going to respond mm, yeah. differently because of the, you know, the cultural norms, the behavioral norms within that sector. So you'd need to, to test it. But what we do know is that if you use email and you keep going, then the chances are you get more sales. The other thing is that uh, instead of sending out one email to people, you've got to send out you know, 20, 30 emails to get the same. And mm. people think that's too much. People will put you into spam. People will unsubscribe. There is no evidence whatsoever to support that. All the evidence is, is that more emails you send people, the more likely they are to buy. That's to people who don't know you. What about people who do know you? They might get irritated by it. They won't get irritated because they get so many emails. They get 300 emails. They don't see that you've emailed them 20 times. Because you are 20, it's, a, it's about visibility. So when you're one email in 300, you don't get seen. When you're 20 emails in 300, you do start to get seen. So there is a frequency thing, yeah. Know, which is, and also I guess potentially, and this you'd have to be careful with this because you don't want to lose important customers. But people who genuinely are not interested will be the people who tend to unsubscribe. I had one internet marketer say, 
I like people unsubscribing yeah. because it means it refines my list of prospects to people who are genuinely interested yeah. rather than tire kickers, as yes. they sometimes do. Yeah. You want people to, to take themselves off your list, to unsubscribe, because then you know that people who remain on your list are much more likely to buy from you anyway. So the brain is being increasingly primed to see email as a business communication yeah. medium, which therefore means that communicating for the business purpose is going to be more effective yeah. down that than it is for us. And what about what about comments I have heard that email is going to die and it's going to be replaced by instant messengers of, of one for you know mentioned WhatsApp and Snapchat and things. I appreciate the volume has gone up. Yeah. I've heard this prediction a number of times that email is going to die and be replaced by insert. Yeah, yeah. it's fascinating tell you that one technology is going to die because when um, cinema was invented, when yeah. we had you know films first came out, uh, that was going to be the end of theatre apparently. Live theatre was going to die, and that's still going <laughs> yeah. as far as I know. Um, and then of course when um, radio came out, that was going to be the end of newspapers. Well, the news, you know, newspapers are still going um, all these you know hundred odd years later. When uh, television came out, that was going to be the end of cinema. When video came out, it was going to be the end of television. How many channels has your TV got by the <laughs> So all of these technologies don't replace uh, an old technology. They just give us an alternative method of using something. And so we've been hearing every year that email was going to die. People might not realise this, but email is one of the earliest parts of internet technology. Yes. So the yes. first emails were sent in the early 1960s. And so here we are, you know, more than 50 years later since the first emails were sent. And it's thriving. And every year, more people use it, more people respond, more people do things. If email's dead, then it's really in the, you know, thrashing about very loudly before it pops off. <laughs> and how do sales professionals avoid their email being regarded as spam? Spam's an expression that's used usually with some negative emotion attached yeah. to it, isn't it? How, do, how does the sales professionals listening avoid their email being categorised and like that? Spam isn't spam because your spam filter says it's spam. Spam is email that you say is spam. So it's email that you classify as spam. So one person might say this email is fantastic, another person might go, that's spam, because they don't. So you can't broadly say something is spam, is what the recipient perceives as spam. So what you've got to do is make sure that you know what the recipients want. You've got to understand much more about them. So they want to receive what you're sending, yeah. rather than just see it as another kind of guff that comes through. So you, I get emails every day offering uh, to advise me on internet marketing. Would you mm. like your website to be higher up the search engines for your search terms? Because we've looked at your website and we believe that it can be higher up than the search terms you want. Well, the search terms I want are things like my name, and uh, because I do a lot of you know, going out there speaking of people going, well, I heard that Graham Jones always find him. Uh, well, if you type my name in, you know, I'm all over Google, so um, <laughs> you know, if they've done any research, they know that they don't need to give it that away. So immediately, that's spam, mm. because all they've done is send out a general email to a big list of people, whereas those businesses that like Amazon, that know precisely what you're interested in, that send you marketing emails that are only about the things you're interested in, because they track all your data, 
It means that even though you go, oh, I'm not really well organized, but suddenly, in a glimpse of an eye, as you're just going through your emails, you go, oh, actually, that's quite interesting. Mm. Okay, so this is a sales discipline of understanding what your market, industry, and customer wants and is interested in, <coughs> which is which is what we would say in saleschatshow.com would be a fundamental yeah. philosophy of sales. So, so emails that I get spam emails on a regular basis, offering to sort of enlarge a certain portion of my anatomy, are clearly of interest to me. Uh, neither are certain neither is Viagra. What would you say from the fact that my wife forwards emails like that on to me? Well, that... the, the reason why your wife might forward the emails to you is it She sends those to me as well. <laughs> 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 uh, so the thing is that why do we get sent, you know, penis enlargement, breast enlargement, uh, Viagra, all those kind of things? The thing is that the businesses selling that, sending those out make lots of money. They wouldn't send them out if they didn't make money. And here's, here's the thing. When you send out a billion emails a day, which is what they were doing, yeah. you only need 0.001% to respond, and you've made millions over the year. And so actually, you know, 99.999% of people either have filters that get rid of those emails or don't respond or yeah. delete them. Um, or file them for later use. But um, you know, you only need that tiny percentage of mass numbers to respond, and you've made lots of money. And so, for a sales professional, it will be understanding your customer to recap, understanding your customer, understand what they're interested in, and I guess just giving a little bit of thought to what you would therefore include in the early part of your email, but also in the subject line that would be attractive to those people. Will subject lines are really, really important. If if you look at um, a big national tabloid newspaper like the sun or the, the mirror or one of those that you know mm -hmm. big banner headlines on the front the daily mail those kind of things about a third of their sales each day are on the spot sales and they're not people <coughs> who always buy the, the yeah. daily mail or whatever it is they're people who walk into a news agent and go oh that's interesting and they buy that which means a third you know if you're the sun and you're selling three million copies a day a million copies are based upon people wanting to buy that newspaper based solely on the two words on the front of your page, or three words on the front mm. page. Mm. And so those three words become the most powerful sales tool you've got. Yeah. So what happens on the sun is there are two people on the sun whose sole job is to write those yeah. front page words. They've got you know, a group of people that all they do all day, they invest more time and money on those three or four words on the front page mm. than they do in probably all the text in the remaining you know, yeah. 30 pages after it. And so, you know, the journalist being paid to write the front page copy and the photographer taking the picture, are, you know, the cost of doing that is nothing in compared with the cost of producing those, those three or four words. And so, in terms of email marketing, you know, everybody goes to town in, you know, producing wonderful design, wonderful pages and, you know, links to this and tracking and all the kind of cost of putting together an email marketing campaign. And then they spend about five minutes thinking about the subject. Yes. What they should be doing is if you if you spend you know an hour on the content of your email, you should probably be spending three hours on the subject. Yeah, I've got, a, I've, got a, I've got an even stronger example of, of that. <clears throat> is that a, a couple of years ago, I was at a, a big internet marketing conference, and I met a guy who's a bit of a hero of mine, and I don't I don't have his permission to, to 
to, this was a private conversation, so I'm not going to use his name out of, out of, um, out of respect for that. Um, but he is, he is widely regarded as being one of the top ten copywriters of all time. This guy has sold six billion dollars worth of this. This guy knows stuff. And I said to him, um, what do you think is the most important thing for me to know to be a really great copywriter? Well, it was one thing. And he said, Simon, I spend 90% of my time writing the headline yeah. for the sales letter. In this case, it would be the subject line for the email. Yeah. And this could be a 12, 24-page sales letter. So I spend 90% of my time writing the headline. Because if they don't read the headline, yeah. they don't read the first paragraph, the subhead, they don't read the first paragraph. This is really interesting. Yeah. And I think he was he's probably you know, using 90 as an exaggeration yeah. to, drive his, to drive his point home. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I guess, like you say, you spend, I would just put, you know, important news or something, and mm. it's a really limp yeah. sub subject line for, for the customer. Yeah, quite. <clears throat> Fantastic. Any closing thoughts, gentlemen, on selling via email? Well, I'm going to have to give it some uh, some serious thought. I'm, I must admit, I'm uh, uh, giving me a lot to think about now. I look forward to receiving your emails. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so, fantastic folks. So, hopefully, that's been some useful thoughts for you to help you to sell more effectively by email. This is Phil Jesson, Graham Jones, and Simon Hazeldean for the saleschatshow.com. Thank you for listening. You have been listening to a recording from saleschatshow.com. To stream or download a huge number of other informative recordings that will power your sales success, please visit www.saleschatshow.com. Thank you very much for listening.